Hello. And welcome to I Spit in Your Mouth, an ooky, spoopy podcast. And if you're listening to this, that means that you're also probably ooky and or spooky. Or you just like one of us for some weird reason. Maybe it's because you saw pictures of my butt on the internet. I think everyone has. If you haven't, then you should go to my Instagram at Dottie Spartans. That's D-O-T-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. Slide into the DMs and she will show you her colon. Yes, you will see my entire rectum. So I feel like you get a little bit of colon in there, too. I don't know how, but I feel like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have not seen these photos. I don't necessarily want to see Split your Split open like a cantaloupe. Yeah, I could I could <laughs> see that for you. I mean, I've seen your stretching photos and I'm like, girl, you're at the gym. Yeah. Like, ass all up in the air what else do you do and the then gym? positioning your phone ever so like with a timer i'm sure just to make sure you get the perfect photo absolutely of them cheeks so before we get into our you know what we're doing and how things are going i just want to remind you if you have not subscribed to the podcast or you haven't liked us on instagram or You're any dick. of those things You're you dick. are so you should do that right now so Subscribe, like, rate, share this with your friends. Do we ever get emails? I never. No one has ever sent us an email. Please send us an email. (laughs) Our email is I spit in your mouth podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you because clearly no one likes us. (laughs) Like seriously, clearly no one likes us. But the, the one thing we really, really need is if you're listening on Apple podcasts, if you can do us a huge favor and if you can review and rate the podcast, it would, it would really, really help us out. So, like, let's talk about life, because I feel like we have both very recently made big life decisions. Absolutely. And because my life decision is so huge, I'm going to open this bottle of Prosecco okay. because the, because it's driving me to drink. I mean, yeah, that's understandable. It's it's stressful. It's a very stressful, stressful situation that I'm in at the moment. Here it comes. I'm like that. Okay. Ooh. Every time. Every time. It's so yummy. And if you happen to hear any rustling or or glass breaking in the background, we have a friend here. We have Dottie's daughter here. Yes. My Carmen Cartel Spartans, my sweet angel child, who came up from the pits of hell. (laughs) Literally walked in, threw a glass on the ground, said, fuck you, mom. (laughs) And is now eating a donut. So that's where we're at. But now that we've poured our Prosecco, I can talk about what I have done. I have made a huge life decision. I I think my life decision is bigger. Your life decision is bigger. That's why we're going to save it for later. But my life decision <laughs> is causing me lots and lots of havoc at home. Um, not a la- lady havoc, which we'll get into later. But <laughs> it's causing me... Do we me want th- to, though? We're going to have to. So we're going <laughs> to... But we're going we're gonna to talk about the fact that I just took in a new cat. That's right. Dorcas. My sweet angel. Um, Stella is very upset. She is not happy in the slightest. No, she hates all of us. She's hates so mad. Hates every single one of she us. She wants nothing to do with me at this moment. Nope. Nothing. I tried picking her up and petting her when I got here, as I always do. And she just went, meh, 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 My life for the past two days has been very hectic. I'm hoping that another couple days and they'll be best friends and it'll be fine. Um, but I think couple days and best friends is a bit of a best friends, <laughs> bit of a stretch. I have unrealistic so, expectations. So she's a uh, yeah, very unrealistic. Her name is Dorcas the dumpster cat. Yes, she is. 
She is about six to eight months old, so she's still kind of a baby. She's a petite little gal. She is, and, and she slept Stella, right on the foot of my bed last night. Your other cat fucking hates, hates her. Hates her guts. Hates her so much. <laughs> so we're we're doing the slow introductory period. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not working out within 90 days, I think you could throw it back for a refund. Maybe. I would never. <laughs> I know. Eventually, they'll just learn to avoid each other, yeah, if anything. Honestly, it's going to work out fine. Your yeah. cat, as we have discussed before, is just a flaming cunt. So yeah. she, she doesn't get violent. She just <laughs> is mad. Well, let's um, talk about your big life decision. Yeah. So we're saving the best for laugh. La- laugh. The best for laugh. Fuck. Let's all laugh, guys. Let's go. I mean, it, people might laugh because after 15 years, I am deciding to grow out my straight bangs. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work out. I apologize if you see me in the next couple of months because the growing out process, as we know, is not cute. I mean, to be fair, you haven't posted any <laughs> pictures of yourself to the Instagram, so nobody will see them. <laughs> that, that is true. You and I are very different in the fact that like, I don't like a lot of attention on myself. You know, I, I told you that when we got into this, I'm not an attention-seeking person. I even like attention inside myself. I know. <laughs> so, you know, you could just show your hole all over the Instagram, and I'll just sit here and grow out my bangs awkwardly, see how that works out. <laughs> well, we have a lovely, lovely guest for you today. I'm very, very excited. I don't know how you're feeling, Gulia, but I am... I mean, when am I not excited to talk to some random stranger who I've never spoken to before in my life and, you know, be friends with them? That's that's literally the point of this podcast is like, speak to random strangers, be like, hey, you are spooky. I am spooky. And let's be friends now forever. That and then I feel like you're also like, hey, let me show you my hole. I mean, isn't that what you do to friends? I Yeah, I guess so. I think that's <laughs> fair. All right, so we have the the writer of Killer Unicorn, Jose D. Alvarez. He uh, he wrote this uh, this slasher film that takes yeah. place in Brooklyn, and a lot of drag performers that I know personally yeah. are in the film. And it is it's a lot of fun. We watched it a couple weeks ago, and we were like. You know what? Let's see if we can get Jose on. Yeah, seriously. It was it was a good it was definitely a fun watch and I remember um you know a lot of performers in it. Um and I know of a lot of the performers <laughs> in it. I was just like, "Oh, you know, like this is definitely something I want to check out eventually." And we watched it. Very amusing. We had a great time. Good laughs. I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, absolutely. So- Sorry, all my coffee hasn't kicked in yet, clearly. <laughs> it's okay. So without further ado, we are going to dim the lights. We're going to light some candles, shake up our iced coffee, <laughs> which is the best way to summon a spirit. I don't know about you guys. If you haven't been doing this at your seances, then you're clearly... You're fucking up. You're wrong. So <laughs> we are about to call the spirit of Jose <laughs> D. Alvarez in from the other <laughs> side, and we're going to waft away Emily's bodily gases. Excuse me, you're the motherfucker who burped pickles in my face yesterday. You're correct. That was awful. So, here we go. Is there anyone there who wishes to speak to anyone here? They're here. 
Jose, we're calling out to the spirit of Jose Alvarez. Are you out there? Jose, are you there? Can you hear us? Hello? Oh, oh. I, I heard something. Oh, I think she's lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, which door is it? Hello? <laughs> I I, th- I think Jose's in the in the closet. Should One I second. Be- oh. <laughs> Jose, you've been in this closet for way too long. Get out let's, here. Let's get the fuck out. Oh, hey, ooh, perfect oh, motorcycle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Jose, welcome to I Spit in Your Mouth, an Ookie Spooky podcast. We're so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. You disrupted me from my deep slumber. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Who doesn't love a deep slumber that, listen they told me a not to read one. the latin and i couldn't help myself <laughs> i just was so excited i was like oh this this book is bound in in skin and i just can't and i love the and skin. It, it's so I smooth this it. is what happens when you drink a lot of water and you moisturize see i found it to be a little crusty a little dry maybe a little ashy oh, <laughs> oh shit did you know that there are actually only less than 10 human skin bound books in the world like confirmed I've, I've heard, I feel like I heard a number. I, I think I heard a different number, but I feel like this was a while ago and I also have no source of reference. So I believe you. You know, I feel like we could change that number. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people. Yeah. I know a few happen. people who we can make this happen with. I mean, is, there's, you know, how, how many ways is there to skin a human? A lot. Okay. I think. So I could, mean, we I, could do this. We could figure it out. <laughs> right? If you're into taxidermy, I guess. Yeah. Part of a hobby. Right? Why not? <laughs> uh, so, Jose, we, we wanted to invite you on to the podcast after we watched uh, your movie, Killer Unicorn. Fucking finally. Oh, my God. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. <laughs> no. Can I tell you? And, like, we'll get more into this. I had a blast watching it. <laughs> so much fun. I mean... I, I think the most fun I had in the movie was watching someone shove a wig into Lady Havoc's mouth. Uh, <laughs> it was probably my favorite moment. Um, I I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I think that was a crowd pleaser amongst yeah. while we were watching it. She deserved it. She deserved it. <laughs> she did. Oh my god! I was. It was really lovely. I, so I I lived in Brooklyn for a very very short period of time. I was I lived in Williamsburg. And as they all do, as they all do, and <laughs> I live in Williamsburg. <laughs> I lived right around the corner from TNT. I was on North Sixth and Berry. Yeah, I love me some TNT. Oh, miss it so much. Such wonderful, wonderful memories. Um, but you know, so I got to know a lot of you know the queens that you had in your film. So that was lovely to watch them. But we wanted to know a little bit about what it was like to write a slasher film, especially a queer slasher film. Oh my God, it's so crazy to think about it, like back on it, because I've been, I've realized like it's been so long. Yeah. Like, it was like yesterday when we shot it and like we literally shot it at the end of 2016. Which is wild. I mean, like, I feel like time kind of gets a little chaotic in that aspect, um, especially with time nowadays, where I have no <laughs> idea where the past fucking five years has went. Like, right. let's be really serious. All I know is that I got fatter, I got more gray hairs, and everything hurts now. So that same. happened overnight. Same. <laughs> Literally the same exact three things. I, like, I have three new back rolls that just popped up. One, two, three. Not the back rolls. <laughs> Yeah, I saw it the other day and I was like, <gasps> I look like a Slurpee. 
Meanwhile, I got my first gray chest hair and I was like, ooh, I'm a daddy now. <laughs> I <Yes>. you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess it was like so long ago. I remember I've always been a fan of horror and like I've, I've never really, I never really knew how I wanted to get into it, but I had a stock like notes of death scenes that I'd come up with in my head. And I was like, oh my God, it would be so funny if somebody died this way in a movie. And like, I just compiled them through uh, for a while and I was like, these, this should all make a horror movie. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's enough death scenes in here. And like, one of them was the, I think it was the, I think the fisting and the, and the acid enema both, both came from that. It's like, I was just like randomly, I think someone like on an app texted me, like, can I give you an enema? And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Second of all, I don't know you. What if you put acid in the thing and kill me? And then I was like, oh, wait. That's You're like, hold on. That's that's a thing. That is a thing. Write it down in a little notebook. Okay. Exactly. So like I had I had them and I was like, I feel like these all fit within like nightlife. Like I had the idea. Um, oh yeah, the idea came from um, I put on a, a unicorn mask one day and I was like, oh my God, if I went out like this to a party and just started killing the girls, no one would know. Like nobody would would notice, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that's like such a funny movie, Killer Unicorns from Manusburg. And then I was like, "Oh, I have these death scenes, and they all kind of they could definitely happen in this universe." Um, and I originally didn't want to write it. I was like, "Oh, now I gotta write a movie. I have the idea, but I have to like, actually sit down and do this." So I was trying to like tell my friends, like, does anybody want to write this? Like, I have a great idea. Like, somebody please write it. Like, I'll just give you everything. <laughs> just actually make it happen. And nobody wanted to do it because why would they? What assholes? <laughs> what right? assholes? How could they not want to do all the work for you when you came up with this brilliant what? idea? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I was just like, sure, I'll write it. And then like six months later, we were shooting it. That's, that's kind of wild. Yeah. I feel like usually people get so like analytical of writing, but like the thing is, is that once we, when we watched the movie, I know that me personally, I loved the death by fisting. Oh yeah. That was my favorite. Like my, ap- I was like, how has no one thought of this well, before? <laughs> especially because I, I'm friends with Maddie and we've, we've known each other for years. since I've Maddie been- Glitterati who plays um, a character. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a character in the movie. I forgot his character's name, to be honest. <laughs> so, well, because it, it was so funny because we, we were watching it and I, I like took a picture of the screen and sent it to Maddie. And I was like, you know, and then we just happened to, uh, to interview his boyfriend, Chris Fox, a couple weeks ago. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like this, this kind of circle of, right. <laughs> like, degrees <laughs> of separation. But, you know, but no, the, the fisting scene was so hilarious. I, it was just so wonderful. I mean, when he, when he's cutting off the arm while his fist is still, like, it was, I was just so good. I was just like so mad yeah. that no one thought of that before and how like <laughs> simple, but really fucking kind of brilliant it was. <laughs> Thank you. Like that was actually, um, I, I knew like, okay, at an animal party, there has to be a fisting death scene. Like this is a gay movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I didn't want it to be like, okay, you just like fist him to death. That's like so easy. Yeah. Um, how can we like twist this a little bit to make it more fun and like, you know, like a bit unexpected. And I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, just like <laughs> pull out the arm and then choke him with it. Literally. That was so fucking fun. 
but uh, like, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's just so funny because I think that people get so analytical of writing, and it's like, listen, the writing. It's just your outline of what's going to actually happen once you start filming. So I love the fact that you got it done in six months. And then you're like, yeah, let's just do this shit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I've grown up a lot as a writer and like looking back, I'm like, boy, but I, I still like enjoy it a lot. And like, it was who I was at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's no shame in that. Like I was an immature writer and like, I, I, could it have been better? Yes, but like I love what it is because it like really symbolizes a period of my life where that's how I talked and that's how like I was displaying my art and there's no shame in that. No, not at all. And it definitely made for entertainment, like pure entertainment, honestly, because it's nothing like I love a good, a, just a good slasher movie. I don't need a lot of like introspective like bullshit with oh this is why this killer is like this and and like i just i want good deaths I want thank good you that's all i wanted i was like <laughs> where are the screams the jason the, i was like i need a, i need a killer just going around rampant yeah. where like, is that today and i was like sure this no character development at all I love it. I, you know what? Because here's the thing: I don't need to like fall in love with this character. I don't give a fuck about the character. I give a fuck about how you die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this thing, like, I, I didn't watch Killer Unicorn because I was like, oh, that this is gonna be the the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I watched it because I was like, this is gonna be so much fun, and it yeah. was. It really was. I I thoroughly enjoyed it because I know I've been meaning to watch it, and I found out about it via ISIS. ISIS Vermouth, yeah. Oh, whom we know and love, and her name in the movie is. I think it's, I think just it's ISIS, isn't it? <laughs> Who knows? I think she says, "I yeah." I think she, she says, "I'm ISIS." I'm trying to remember. Because like, I vaguely remember, like everyone else had maybe everyone had different character names, and then it was just like ISIS is ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. I think in like the script, it was just like party host. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And Isis would host yeah. a douching party. Oh, just... like 100%. She's good. <laughs> right? <laughs> but so when you were writing Killer Unicorn, you know, did you think about, you know, what the whole point of writing a queer slasher film and, and the importance of that while you were writing it? Or was it just, you know? I just... I saw so many of my friends like doing such cool stuff and like obviously I I I love Drag Race and Dragula but I think Dragula came out after that actually but um yeah no but so I think I didn't really think about like its importance as like a, a, a queer thing but I did think about it like why don't I see these movies more often like they're what hellbent and tiktok trannies with knives were like the only two and i was like like there is definitely a space for a bunch of drag queens dying you know like i feel like there is definitely like a market for that and i wanted to do that i wanted to like do something that was purely fun for queer people to just like see all these weird random drag queens just like (laughs) screaming around and acting a fool I mean, who doesn't want that? And who doesn't want to kill a drag queen sometimes? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and it was all really like based on all my friends, you know, like all the yeah. names, like most of the girls are played by 
the girls who I wrote it for. Um, yeah, like I did it with that intention. I, I just wanted to like, I wanted it to be a tribute to my community and to my experience in New York. And yeah, and I think maybe, you know, like, I don't know how well it would, tra- like, I'm sure it would translate still very well to someone who didn't grow up in New York, but I know that both of us have grown up in New York and like been a part of certain scenes and like gone out to the clubs and the parties and everything. And it just, it felt like a night in New York City. Yeah. And the one pre COVID, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right. The thing I really loved was the, uh, the camaraderie that you wrote into the script and mm-hmm. how and how much everyone really is a community and everyone really looks out for each other and supports one another and even when you have those like really bitchy girls in the scene like at like y- for the most part they really all do come together like they will stand up stand up together against a common enemy you know uh and uh, that I really enjoyed and I really loved see look you wrote depth into it even if you didn't mean to <laughs> right <laughs> I really didn't mean it. Like, that script was a mess. Like, even the week before, like, it was just messy, messy. It just kept getting things cut out of it. Well, listen, it came together in the end, so (laughs) we love that. Thank God to Drew. Um, Drew, who's my creative partner who directed the film, and, like, Mm -hmm. he also edited it. Like, thank God for his vision, because, like, he really was able to, like, steer the shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it it all did come together and it and it was a lot of fun. And I know that we we both thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we I, I posted the on our story on Instagram and then you saw it and you you know, <laughs> so that's how we touched base and made this happen. So it all everything worked out. See, see how this yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And like you probably made me like, I don't know, 10 cents if you rented it. So thank you. <laughs> we did, we did. <laughs> See? That was that was your booking fee for this. So. <laughs> right? There you go, exactly. <laughs> so, I w- I would give him a quarter. Yeah, there a, a whole like quarter. a whole quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions that we ask everyone is, what it, what are your top three favorite horror movies? And if you can't name three, because I know that's really really difficult, if you can give us your top five favorite. Um. Texas Chainsaw, the original. Beautiful. Black Christmas, the original. Beautiful. And uh, hmm, that's a good toss-up. Well, let's hear the Reefer Madness. Okay. Oh, we love Reefer Madness. The, the musical, which is still horror. It's yeah. just very campy and like not horrific, but like still a horror film, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. And like, who doesn't love? I mean, I I love good cam. I, I can't take my thing with movies is that like I could appreciate them for what they are, but when it comes down to it, like if you put this like really in depth, like oh, you have to sit here and think about this type of like horror movie or like thriller or anything, or you're like, here's just really fun gore. I'm yeah. gonna be like, give me the really fun gore, please. Yeah, because that's like exactly. every time. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I love, like, don't get me wrong. I love Hereditary. I think Hereditary is <laughs> a fantastic film, but I also love Serial Mom. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, give me some Catherine exactly. killing people and I am there. Like, hello. That movie was so That beautiful. movie is perfect. So beautiful. But, and then what would be your, what would be your other, because you were struggling with two. So what was your other one? Um... What was my other one? <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, because I always, I always 
say the wrong name for the film. The Haunting. The original The Haunting, so not House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. but the other one. Okay. The, the original as in like- The original The, the Haunting. Black white, like, the black and white one or the- Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with, um, what are their names? Well, are you ta- you're talking original house and house on Haunted Hill? The, ha- the Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill oh, House. Oh, yes. okay, okay. The the original film, which I always forget who's in it, but I no, I I agree with you because that the Haunting of Hill House is that story, like the so I I read the book, I love the book. It's one of my favorite books. It's such a brilliant same, and I think I think very very important queer horror story that doesn't ever get told oh good for you reading a book right i I, sometimes (laughs) sometimes i read books and not people it's very surprising Uh, (laughs) but uh it's such an important queer story especially in the world of horror and it doesn't get told in all of the adaptations and i think the most the truest one to that is the original which is it's a fantastic film. And when it came out, it was so revolutionary. It was so scary. And and the thing about it is that you never actually see the entities that are that are exactly. in the house. And yet people were leaving the theaters terrified. I it's so good. I love, love, love the film. The, the cinematography is so beautiful. So yeah, th- that's definitely like my toss-up. But I, I always confuse it with House of Haunted Hill because yeah. they, you know, like. Yeah, understandable. Well, you know, at least you're not confusing it with The Haunting with Catherine Zeta-Jones because as Ooh, much as girl. I love that movie, that movie is garbage. It is really bad, but it was also, it terrified me as a child because I saw it when I was like eight or nine years old. And in my house, my mom had a lot of stuff with cherubs on them. Okay. Oh, God. So I genuinely thought the the lamp was going to, like, kill me. Yeah. Like... Cherubs are scary. I, I don't know. There's yeah. any any of those kind of like angelic like faces that like stone faces. When I was a kid, like going into church, those those statues were so scary. Like it's just that, so scary. Well, because it's that they have that like stoic and like stone faces, but then like the blank eyes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, so scary. Well, that you know what? So my I just. I remember very like when it comes to like weird shit like that, my aunt had a whole bunch of precious moments dolls around the house. Like, I don't know if y'all oh know. God, that I is. hate those. Right. Like it's that very, like you bought them at Hallmark or something. Does Hallmark still exist? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> but you like bought them at Hallmark and they're just like these weird fucking baby faces. She had so many of them and I would just stare at them. I hate them so much. I hate precious moments. Yeah. I, I don't un- like. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that the that fear of creepy dolls and things like that it all it, it's all still very relevant. <laughs> and I totally it. Listen, j- you know, you know Tracy. We we know like oh, we, Tracy, Tracy loves a creepy doll, and I love Tracy. So, but it's like there's something about scary dolls that just even as an adult. It's like they're fucking scary. You know what though? The doll, the doll thing, it was that was never my thing at all. Like I I I respect a creepy doll. I'm not the hugest fan of them. Like, A, they creep me up, but B, it's just not my gig. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, Chucky was like, it was a no-go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a no-go. Really? That's so funny. Good guy doll. No, no, no. I was over it. I could not. Nope. 
Although, like, I do remember I saw Chucky probably younger than I should have. So every time I would leave my house, like, my house or wake up in the morning, I was picturing my, like, little toys and shit running around and just, like, plotting on ways to kill me. My God. I I know. Like, this is what kids think. But I had a dollhouse full of dinosaurs. So I just pictured they would wake up at night and, like, try and, like, get up to my bed so they could bite me and, like, eat me. Oh, my God. I know, right? And then, Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> and then Toy Story yeah, and they have that uh, like stupid friendly dinosaur in there the T-Rex I'm like oh maybe that's what's happening maybe not so who bad. knows maybe they're just hanging out probably not just they're plotting my having, having a douche party they're doing great they're doing... <laughs> can you imagine if all my dinosaurs woke up in the middle of the night and just started douching everywhere <laughs> that's a big pile of shit <laughs> I'm done but, um, but no like, but I totally understand and, and when it comes to like the haunting of Hill House, I mean, even it with the Netflix adaptation of Haunting of Hill House, which I thought was beautiful, and I thought was you know it was such an incredible like such an incredible series. I really really enjoyed it, but it didn't tell that that queer story that I really wanted mm-hmm. it to tell. And like Eleanor, Eleanor's character is such you know it's 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 such a, a metaphor of people dealing with their sexuality and struggling in a world that doesn't accept them for who they are. That book is so good, and you know, I mean, the whole the whole story is really a reflection of her inner struggles with her own sexuality and being a lesbian and not being so. It's yeah. so it's so beautiful, and then it's like every time they 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 make an adaptation to the Haunting of Hill House, I'm like, and it's not well. That's the a fucking, story. That's the fucking problem with remakes. Totally, I think Set it also it- has something to do with uh with the estate as a whole. I don't think that they when they set when they sell the rights they're not selling the the rights to the whole story because it's always kind of like they use the same names and they use the same premise, but it's never the exact same story. So I think, I think that th- there's something weird going on there, but all right, look I'm at, just making assumptions. I, I was going to say, know. look at you pretending like, you know, some fucking legal shit or something. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you sounded good at least. Right. That's the, listen. You sounded I, like you might've known. Fake it till you make it. That's how I became a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> how the story of how i became a bottom make it till you make it <laughs> and don't forget to douche that's really what's <laughs> that's it that's all i have but oh, I, you're a mess. No, I, I am but that's that's why you love me right i mean eh. <laughs> uh so as you clearly know you know queer culture and horror really go hand in hand and there's sort of a beautiful marriage when the two meet. Why do you think that is? I think, I think it was John Cameron Mitchell who said this and then like, it really resonated with me. And I think that queer people are the, are we're the first ones to understand that nothing is just what it seems that you shouldn't take anything for face value because we're so, we, we grow up having to hide things. So we, we understand metaphors before anyone else, because we, we know that there's meanings behind what you're putting out there. Um, And I think that's why queer people resonate so much with horror. It's because it's, we understand the duplicity of it. Oh, that's a, that's a 10 point word. Or I don't know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) T. Right, because like you know, we under we when we watch Texas Chainsaw, we love 
um, Leatherface's like take on drag, but then we also want to be the girl running around, and we want you know, like we want to we want to be all those parts, all yeah. those parts, and it's because we understand that there are multiple perspectives that play into this game, and that there are different ways. Um, so yeah, I think that's why queer people resonate so much with it because it's not just like an action movie where the hero is the hero and like, okay, you know, like there's always so, you know, it's not as straightforward. Sometimes the villain is the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That happens a lot. For sure. <laughs> I love that answer. That yeah. was like such a well like thought out and good answer. <laughs> Thank you. I just made it up. <laughs> oh, you're doing great. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we both have no idea what we're doing. Like, uh, honestly, that's pretty much how I live my life every single fucking day. Uh, You know, what are you going to do? So, like, I wanted to ask, are you working on anything now? Um, yeah. So, I just did this short film called The S&M Records, uh, which I'm, like, starting to pitch as a pilot in in a minute, which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, Drew Bolton, my creative partner, directed it. Um, yeah, and we're just, like, um, it's an anthology, an anthology series that explores different kinds of fetishes and how fetishes are, are born in us and the Ooh, humanity like behind that. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, you know, people are into some weird stuff and like, correct. It, 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 not that it's weird, but like, just like, so niche and specific that like, how do you arrive at that fetish? And this like is kind of like, right, or like, yeah, or like, um, there was this um, guy who got quote unquote kidnapped, but what he was doing is just like spent a day with a fake um, leg cast, you know? And huh. then the guy was like moving him around the city and just like a leg cast. So like, you know, so like it's, or like how does a young Muslim couple in New York navigate their fetishes or like an arranged marriage? So it's like really that is just like- Oh, that's really fun. Theories. Thank you. Like we're pitching it right now. So if anyone's listening and wants to buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. wonderful. I think, I think that's really fantastic because we, I mean, we here are very sex positive. We're also very um, pro-fetish and kink. And we, even though I talk all the shit in the world about right. furries, well, this is it. Like <laughs> I always say, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am not here to yuck anybody's yum. There might be something that I don't understand, but that doesn't mean that it's not valid. And you can't, if that, listen, yeah. as long as you're not hurting anybody, go like, go ahead. And if you're hurting somebody, as long as they consent to you hurting them, then like, that's fine. There you go. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what uh, we want this show to be is just like really explore like all different aspects of sexuality and how we arrive at those things because fetishes are born when we're so young yeah. without us realizing. So yeah. And, and when a lot of people, you know, cause obviously a lot of people have these preconceived ideals and preconceived notions about what kinks are and what fetishes are. And then- And what's acceptable versus exactly. like acceptable versus not. So then what ends up happening is you have people who don't learn how to safely engage in their kinks and their yeah. fetishes and then they have to do it behind you know behind the behind closed doors and they have to you know like as the door closes yeah, behind- <laughs> <laughs> right. but they you know they have to do it behind closed doors and they have to you know they have to hide it so they don't learn the proper way to do it they it's they're practicing unsafe yeah you know yeah, totally. practices and then and that's how people get hurt. And then it's like, oh, you know, 
man dies from autoerotic asphyxiation and it's like every five seconds yeah like you but hear it's like that because one. it's so it's when when we put down fetishes and we put down kinks and we make people feel bad about the way that they express themselves sexually then that's what happens exactly so it, yeah. thank, thank you for trying to educate people i appreciate yeah. that thank you yeah so um i'm excited about that um hopefully we'll get you know some good leads on it um Hi, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is like my the- drag daughter. <laughs> and oh, see- really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is like the perfect time to um, say again, I fucking hate Hollywood because all they're doing is remaking everything when there are so many creative ideas and writers out there, like what you just told us that are trying to like get out there and pitch it and like make this shit work but hollywood's like hey let me remake like halloween for the nine millionth time or like let me redo this perfect movie that did not need to be redone just because people liked it back then exactly yeah so i mean hopefully (laughs) let's get Um, this story out there let's let's yeah get get some money well listen i (laughs) i i commend you for being able to you know to get your work out there because i have like three screenplays that i've been sitting on that i have not finished that i you know so it's like i listen i get it like it's rough (laughs) so yeah yeah yeah. it it is congratulations for being able to do it because i have not been able to find the energy to do it. No, but you have the podcast and like, you know, you're doing stuff in other iterations and then like it manifest, it'll manifest itself when it has to. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm also like, I'm in grad school right now. So like, Ooh. I also just don't have a lot of time to be working on like a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, so like, I have my podcast with my boyfriend, Queers from the Crypt. And like, we haven't been able to like record in like a month or two. I didn't tell anybody, so I don't know. <laughs> like, um, just because, well, like, you're I'm listening out there, like, right. you should check out Queers from the Crypt, and then hopefully by the time you catch up, they'll be recording again. Right, exactly. So it's just like I just haven't had the time to like sit down and produce the show and like do the thing. Well, I get it because I I'm the one who does all the literally the post production for this. I mean, Gulia as are I'm, literally everything. Yeah, I do. I show all. up. Gulia shows up. <laughs> And we record and then she leaves and I do all the editing and everything. Yeah. So yeah. well, and also like, you know, I know you have two jobs. Like this is unfortunately America the way it is. My job is exhausting. I usually want to die by the time I get home at the end of the day. So I just shut the fuck yeah. down. I get home and I'm like, I need to dive into something else because I can't right I can't function in the quiet. <laughs> I know I'm like literally like grad school. I'm all like it's all online and I'm like, oh my god, man, like I need to do other stuff other than read in my apartment. Yeah. I'm well, I'm glad that we could break up some of the monotony for you today. <laughs> I thank you. I'm like in finals right now. I'm like, oh so much. But anyways. So then, oh. so then you get to have a little fun before you have to dive back in. Exactly. So exactly. our next question is, do you have any horror hotties? Horror hotties. Um, I forgot his name, but the first one that comes to mind is from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake um, with Jessica Biel. Oh, yes. Um, and he's, he's the guy. So isn't it Matthew McConaughey? No, but he looks... So... Definitely Eric Balu Bale, Jessica Biel's boyfriend in the movie. One, okay, all, all three guys, all three guys from that movie. There I you go. All of them. Uh, the there we go. The back of that 
Well, fuck I'd all. I kick out Pepper and Jessica Biel and fuck all three of them in that van. There you go. And that was Listen. the easiest fucking answer. That was so perfect, though. It's like, wait. Oh, Eric Alpha, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Eric it. Oh, oh, there we go. That's so it. it's literally like, like oh. all right, let me start with this one person. Then it's like, wait, I would fuck everyone in that movie. But Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, totally. yeah, I'm not, trying, I'm not no, crazy. Was, okay. Was. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, where did I get Matthew McConaughey from? No. Uh, but no, Eric Balfour, I totally get it. He, ever since he was on Buffy season one mm-hmm. uh, for like three episodes, <laughs> I thought he was so hot. So I get Fair. that. Same. I'll take it. And... Um, yeah, definitely then. Uh, I just, I watch so many horror movies and I'm like, oh, Please. you're like every, everybody it's so everybody. hard because then, then you like you get such a boner for a guy and then he dies and you're like no what? i don't like i love watching the friday the 13th i hate the friday the 13th movies i think like only like two of them are good but i love watching them because everyone all the boys are so hot so like literally i love like friday the 13th is my favorite franchise and I know how awful they are. Like the first two are fantastic and the rest of them are all garbage, but I love them. This is think- good. Is okay. it six? I think six is a Which good one? one. Which one? New Blood? Um, the one that Alice Cooper did The Man Behind the Mask for. Fuck, which one was I that? Think it's, I think it's, it's before New York. So I is think it's six. Because five is the one with the... Um, where the little kid has grown up and is and, and like leaves the asylum or whatnot and like Fuck, is that I, I think I'm that's I, think, I, wanna, I'm I think that's seven all of them I'm pretty sure that's no I'm mixing I think up. that's five no I, no okay so five is five is at the is at is when is the one with Roy five is Roy six is okay so I think you're right I think that's six and then seven is New Blood. My one of my best friends was in the remake, um, and like she has. So actually, uh, a fun story is that you know Ruby Roo's death in Killer Unicorn, where yeah, she yeah. died uh, being burned alive. That's actually an homage to my friend's death scene in Friday the Thirteenth. Also, uh, because so in the remake she dies in the sleeping bag, yeah. like she's having sex, oh, and then she gets. Yeah, that's my like real like literally my best friend. So like I wrote it. <laughs> so her, I. I absolutely hate the remake so much, but I love Ben Feldman and I love him so much. Like he's, I just think he's the most, the most gorgeous man in the world. And he's in that movie for like 10 minutes. Oh <laughs> so I actually own it digital on my PS4 just cause it's Friday. That's so funny. But I love, I, I have my, I even have, you might be able to see it. My. Oh, I love that. I love that Jason tattoo. So. You know, I my next one of my I one of my other plans for my tattoo is I want to get um, Mrs. Voorhees' decapitated head, and I want it in like a really fancy script to say "Mama's Boy." That's cute. Because my I mother keeps asking me when I'm going to get a tattoo for her, and I'm like, "That that's your tattoo. That's the one I got for you, Mom." Your mom would so not be happy <laughs> with that. Hate it. She would hate it so much. Thank God she would never listen well, to this I, shit. And I have my hold on. I have to show this off. Oh my God! Obsessed. My Betsy Palmer autographed headshot that I love. That is so fun. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. No, I know. I like that thing is so proudly displayed on the table oh, that yeah. I always sit right next to. Yeah. So let's let's keep moving because <laughs> we're- We always get we, so we get sidetracked. We get so sidetracked. We just have so much fun. 
So the next question we have for you is, are you a believer or are you a skeptic when it comes to like ghosts and uh, aliens, paranormal paranormal cryptids? You know, do you believe in Bigfoot? Things like that. I'm a skeptic until it gets dark. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm not mad about that. I'm like, I don't believe in anything. It's also stupid. Cause like, I don't know. I like, I'm like, no, there's no way. And then it gets dark and I'm like, wait, I'm a little scared. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's anybody like, you know, there's a whole thing about like, you know, you, when you go camping and you're out in the woods yeah, fuck and you're camping. like, whatever, it's fine. And then once you're sitting around that campfire and you start telling ghost stories and then you're like, oh, exactly. I love a good Ouija board. I love playing. Oh. I love playing with a Ouija board. I like, love doing it with my friends so and see it's so funny because like the camping thing i will never go camping i don't even know if i've told you this um so when i was younger i went camping with my uncle and my cousin um and i was real young i was probably like eight or something and we all went out like walking around somewhere and we found an actual corpse like never it, it was this. in like this under like it was in this cavern that we weren't supposed to be in but my uncle is like a a rebel or or something he was like i don't give a fuck um but he took us there and we thought that it wasn't real like we were like this isn't real then someone touched it and they were like get the kids out of here <laughs> and i didn't really know what was going on so then like later i found out when i was older what actually happened is this why you are the way that you are no probably not there's a lot of (laughs) other damage that goes into why i'm the way that i am that is not it most likely because i forget that it happens all the time no that you've never even told me that that's wow (laughs) (laughs) anyway no but yeah no i i I, because i'm very much a believer and Gulia is for the I'm most part a skeptic. skeptic. So like I just I want to believe so badly that this is all real. You know? Yeah. Well, why don't you die and let us know? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> we we can make that happen. Yeah, I'm, listen. And then we can make more books. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure that someone's gonna kill me eventually. Wait, just, wait. <laughs> So if we kill her and then we can make a book and we could present your next screenplay in Bound Flesh. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I feel like someone's going to bite that. I'll be immortalized. (laughs) Maybe we could just chop off a leg. You might have to shave me first because I don't know. I don't know if you want a hairy book. (laughs) We could could let it ride out. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> or we could wax it. We can nair it. We'll see what happens. As long as, <laughs> as, long as you don't wax my ass, that's all I ask. You can oh my God. the rest of it. Just, just don't do that. <laughs> Gag. <laughs> A whole fucking mess. That is that is who I am. But I feel like maybe we could just like make you a uh, volunteer amputee and keep it going. Yeah, maybe that could be your gimmick. <laughs> so, Jose, you've also been a. Uh, a producer, co-producer on a couple other films. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that experience is like? Yeah. Um, I work a lot with um, Agent Mat- Mattioli, who's um, an amazing trans producer here in Brooklyn. Um, and we do a lot of short films together. I, I get hired a lot by um, independent queer filmmakers to um, production manage their shoots and kind of like 
um, organize it. And so I work a lot with first time filmmakers too. Um, I, I, I like doing that because I like showing them like the robes and like the do's and the don'ts and how to like put the shoot together. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. So I did this awesome film with um, Ashley Hardenberg, who was actually my assistant in Killer Unicorn. And then I produced her short film called A Single Evening, which is a, a short musical film about um, bisexual dating in the in oh that's cute online. yeah and it's super fun it just premiered at new fest and out fest and like it's been doing the festival rounds and i think it's gonna be on here tv like in the okay. next week or two um so that one's like one of my favorites that i've done i, I um i worked on neon boys with maddie glitterati <laughs> um and then like i also come from the theater world so i used to work um um in a lot of uh broadway cast recordings so I worked in like The Color Purple and well, uh, Dr. Zhivago and I, I worked in a few of those. And yeah, I also like independently produce um, theater, which I also enjoy. And I'm uh, currently developing um, a new play too that I wrote, which um, just signed on a director and like we're super excited. Oh, nice. um, hopefully we'll be doing readings for producers in the in the spring. So to get funding to like develop it more and workshop it. So yeah, like I keep busy with my producing. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, where do you find the time for all of this? I'm like sitting here and you're like going through everything and I'm like, and this bitch is in grad school right? on top of everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God. Yeah. I also did that thing with Sasha that unfor- unfortunately didn't come out. The three, the $1 drag thing that mm-hmm. Sasha Moore did. I produced oh, yeah. Her, but um there were some differences um between the team and it never came out yeah shit happens unfortunate, unfortunate. yeah and then <laughs> on top of that you also act in your own well I always wanted to like my dream growing up was to die in a horror film so okay. if I oh, if I was gonna that. make a horror film I was gonna put myself in it and give myself <laughs> a death but then you didn't die <laughs> I mean that that bashing was good. It was it was good. It was, it good, was good, but you didn't die. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But did you die? <laughs> because um, I've been wanting to do like a sequel mini series for forever, but like oh, you know, okay. someone gave me the coin. Um, but so if you're idea... out there and you have money and you like to fund independent projects. You should fund Killer Unicorn the series seriously <laughs> you honestly should because puppy pup now has a pup mask to hide his <gasps> you know because he got bashed so much oh, like now he's like, i love oh, this so now he's wearing a pup mask so like he's fully become a pup i was gonna <laughs> say and this could be this uh, see this is such a fun little foray into queer culture with horror so i yeah if you're out there and you happen to have money a give me some b give him some so he can <laughs> <laughs> right uh, well, have you have you thought about doing a um, like a Kickstarter or anything for that? I, I don't want to do it that way. I've okay. produced already, like produced enough like that that I just don't want to. Yeah, that and that's very like... fair too because yeah. I think that right now maybe not be the time yeah. for that. Yeah. Like you know, I think it's definitely important to express oneself artistically and creatively. However, I think that money can be spent on supporting you know our 
culture and everything yeah. and like every, yeah. people who need help who are not able to get help definitely understandable time. yeah um who knows maybe if the movie really blows up in the next year or two somebody will be like hey do this well, yeah. I mean, I think everyone should fucking watch that everyone movie. Should. I was so it, entertained. Right? If you <laughs> watch Unicorn, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. You uh, iTunes, it. YouTube Red, yeah. wherever you buy or rent your films. And you could get Jose like 10 cents. Yes. He needs Great. it. He's a grad student. He's a grad student who's trying to fund a, a series. <laughs> if we get 20 people to rent it, he could buy a slice of pizza. There you go, right? <laughs> like honestly, if you DM me on Instagram, I'll like and Venmo me, I'll I'll ship you a signed DVD. Oh, look oh at wow, that. we can get signed cute. DVD. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have to discuss after. Yeah, right. Uh, so you acted in Killer Unicorn. You you played the character of Puppy Pup, and you had a very sensual sex scene in the film. What was it like to be the I mean, obviously you wrote it, so you already knew what to expect, but <laughs> what was it like to act in a sex scene on film? Horrible. I hated it. <laughs> oh, no. And so that scene is actually the reason why my mom hasn't seen my movie, because I don't want to church, because that was shot in my actual apartment, and I'm like, I don't want my mom to see me, like, actually, like, yeah, this very explicit sex scene in my apartment, you know, like, that, a little, that's a little too real. Yeah, a little too real. And yeah. the drugs. Well, that's it. I was I was sitting here fisting. as soon as as soon as you popped up on on the Zoom call, I was like, "Oh, the, oh, she filmed in her apartment." Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I was like fully shot in this apartment. I I, I recognized it immediately. <laughs> I yeah. mean, listen, honestly, I filmed things in like so many people's apartments. Like, I filmed a lot of things in my bedroom, but I'm not allowed to post girl. them on Amazon Video. <laughs> Well, I've heard that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen her hole? (laughs) Tessa just keeps telling me I need to get an OnlyFans. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can do that's a lot of work. (laughs) Um, You might as well at this point. But But like an OnlyFans would be different. Like this was, um, it was, I hated it. I hated it so much. It was, first of all, before lunch. So I was starving. No, not before. Because it's like a very, it it was a very physical scene, obviously. And like, it's a close set, but it's full of fog because we have a fog machine. So it looks like, you know, whimsical in there. And like my, the camera operator and director of photography, Corey Green is a straight guy. So it's like, you know, we're not like actually having fun. We're like being professional and like, yeah. So it's just like. I hated it. I was so dizzy. I was like, we had to keep doing it over and over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to eat. I like was dehydrated. Worst experience. It was probably for me, acting wise, I think that was the scene I hated doing the most. Well, and I think that like every time anyone is ever on set, you end up dehydrated, tired, cranky, um, starving, and just generally wanting to die. Yeah. Yeah, fully. Well, I will tell you that that scene is the scene that introduced Gulia to big bottles of poppers. She, Correct. She didn't know that they existed until Correct. that. So there's that. I've only ever come encounter and seen with the little baby bottles. So she, so funny. He was like, "That is a humongous bottle of." Pop-. I was like, "That's a normal size bottle. What are you talking about?" I've only ever seen the little baby ones. <laughs> That's so funny. 
So at least you have that going for you. Thank yeah, you. I know. I mean, it turned You're out educating great. me. I yeah, like I get traits sometimes from that sex scene. Like sometimes oh. people hook me up and be like, "Oh, I saw your sex." And I'm like, "Oh." I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it was hot. Oh yeah! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. And then, because we were sitting here and we're like, Dottie was definitely well, a fan. Well, so we're sitting, we were sitting on this couch and I was like, so who do you think is the bottom and who do you think is the top? <laughs> and then it started and we were like, oh, okay. And then the switch. <laughs> and we were like, wait a minute. We were like, oh, we have a verse situation over here. And then I was like, and now my interest is peaked. <laughs> you know who loves that sex scene? Actually, James Mansfield from Drag Race. I bet. Oh, like, really? She hit me up and she was like, I saw this. And like, I want to thank you for like making such a pretty sex scene where people like are just fully flipping and being like, no, it was, it was, it was very well done. Can't do and that, that was That's our second me. bottle of Prosecco. Um. <laughs> it was very well done. And um, no, I, I, I was very, I was very pleased. <laughs> I had to please myself later, but oh, was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> After everyone left, thankfully. That's so funny. Oh my god, did you watch it with people or just on your own? It was it was us and Tess Tickles. <laughs> Tess is your drag daughter? No, is this no? I mean, like the one that no, I just no. saw. That's, no, that's 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 uh, Carmen, my my sweet sweet angel. She's giving me a look because she's two very big glasses of prosecco. No, um, why yeah. don't well, introduce? In, introduce her. Oh, um, I think she's feeling- give her a shout out of the podcast. <laughs> we gave we gave a sh- we gave a shout, but I think she's a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> she's having she's having a good time with her Pinot Grigio over there. She's as you hear her giggle over there. She's probably just Snapchatting. She's, she's oh yeah, this far into her Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Wow, it's, and that's a big, that's a big bottle. bottle. <laughs> like she's living her best life over there, but we do love we do love Miss Carmen. We do Carmen Holmes. <laughs> Carmen Cartel Spartans. Spartans. I keep trying to tell her to change her name to Sarcophagus, but she refuses. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we'll get there eventually. I'm just like, just be a spooky bitch, please. Embrace it. It's the family That's name. That's all I want, right? Uh, I just want spooky little babies. I mean, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> but, but no, Tess Tickles is um. But all she's, three of she's us. She's the pretty one. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. All three of us watched it together and we were just sitting there. We were like, this is fucking ridiculous. And we love every single second of it. And then I'm, <laughs> and then I'm like messaging you on Instagram while we're watching Yeah, the like movie. a fucking creeper. Because, well, <laughs> like immediately. Well, because I, sh- I shared it on our story and then Jose shared yeah, it. Story. Yeah, I, I saw. So then, so then I was like, you know, oh, thank you so much for sharing it, whatever. And then we, you know, and then I was like, this is a really good opportunity to see. It. <laughs> it's like, by the way, would you yeah, like totally. for like way longer than necessary <laughs> all the time? Um, so let's on that note, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling because, because we'll be, we could yeah. fucking bullshit we could forever. Do this forever. <laughs> no, um, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to be here. Good. Oh. So our the most important question we're gonna ask you. This is the it's most very, it's very it's very intense and we've um we've gotten into a habit of being very judgmental and i think we need to break that habit after Correct. a conversation Correct. with chris fox our, in our last episode are you a witch person are you a zombie person werewolf person ghost person vampire vampire person, person? Cryptids. Cryptid we'll person. allow cryptid. 
you know, what, what is the, what is the mythological creature that you are most drawn to? That's a good one. This one tends to be a stumper for a lot of people. I feel like people have to really like sit there and think about it. I don't think about anything that comes out of my mouth. So I just like <laughs> word vomit. No, I'm thinking like, oh, that's a cool one. Cause like, I know I felt, I felt very identified and drawn to the zombie aspect myself because I was like, I'm a, I'm a slime gal. I'm a gore gal. Like I just want nonsensical brainless bullshit. So I, I said zombie person. Dottie's a witch because a witch person, because that's what she identifies slash zombies. So it's, I'm like the, I'm like the, the, the witch of the wood. Like I live in the forest and I bring I'm like a necromancer bringing people back from the dead. Like, that's how I feel with my two cats. <laughs> I think mine is probably like a, a mutated creature, I guess. You know, like the thing, the thing or like that kind of stuff. Very like science fiction, like, yeah. Yeah, and like, um, what's the nest is another one, I think. Okay. Like, has that you know like it's just like weirdly mutated animals or like people like i really wow. like that like um yeah. yeah i like those i can get behind that yeah right i'm not mad about that yeah that sounds fun it's yeah. like like first time answer yeah no one's ever answered that before i i appreciate it because I, I always say zombie because i'm into slime but maybe i'm like a mutated toxic dump like dumpster but like not quite like a toxie because i think i'm just I'm more like one of the street trash hobos. Okay. <laughs> like the, the creature, like I guess what's the term, like maybe alien creatures because like also the one in terror in terror vision is really cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess. I don't know. Because the thing is also an alien. Yeah. I, I I love a good science fiction very like alien like otherworldly kind of entity that's I do too. super fun. I enjoy it. Like um, I don't, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the alien films. I, I'm, I'm not really, I love I, them. like, I'll, I'll be really? honest. Yeah. I don't know why I think, I don't, I think I'm just more of like a weird slime gore. Like for blood. Me, well, see, I mean, I don't know. I think there's, there's, there's plenty of gore. I think it's just like, it's just very, it's a lot specific. more sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. But it's very, very specific gore. And it's not like just like rampant gore everywhere, but I, I thoroughly, like, I enjoy the alien films. I love, I mean, alien and aliens are iconic um alien three is fun i enjoy it um alien four eh. but then see you go through and you watch all of them I do. i'm like why are we I, going on this i long? just love I like why and then like <laughs> now that we've kind of like started down this like path of like prometheus and see that's too much i, I, love I, prometheus. I prometheus was brilliant i, I love prometheus it was fun but uh, you know it's and again it comes down to me being so angry about indie like writers and directors not getting their fucking chance like yes we could go off and make this spinoff over here this spinoff over here and like re come up with nine million fucking sequels or we could take a shot on this fucking indie filmmaker or indie screenwriter and have a really creative, fresh new story. But and 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 and, here's and they go my remake thing. all the fucking. Time. And here's my thing: I think that I get angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is a very hot topic for me. It is, and I I think that I I appreciate I appreciate indie filmmakers, and I love what they do. And and there are some fantastic indie horror films that are out there. 
And I also am happy that they are not being produced by big production companies. Correct. Because I can hear Carmen pouring more water. <laughs> She's <laughs> wow, you're wasted. She's having a day. She she needed She's having a day. She's having a day. We're but, having we're having a family bonding yes. time after this. So. I've adjacently met you, Carmen. I guess, <laughs> at this point. But you know, but I think I think that it's 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 I'm so happy that there are people who are out there making films that are not tied to a specific big name studio because once you start getting these big name studios involved and there's these big name producers, they are calling the shots on how you produce your film and you're and then you're not getting to create the film you want. You're creating you're creating the film that they are paying for. And although I do agree, however, I have worked on so many like indie films, indie shorts and things of that sort for like next to no money for how mm -hmm. much work I put into it because Absolutely. the funding is not there. Yeah. And the yeah. funding needs to be like re reallocated to like finding um, sets, like finding places to shoot, equipment, like food for the cast and crew, like so that when it comes out to pay out for the people who are working on it, it becomes a lot less for all the time you put into it. Yeah. Like I feel like at the beginning you really need to go with your pat like your passion over financial yeah. gain. Yeah. So that's that's where my beef is with all yeah. this. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm not doing another Kickstarter. I'm there you go. Because it's it must be frustrating as someone who's trying to create something to be like, hey, please give me your money so I can live out my artistic dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's the world. So I know, Hollywood. <laughs> well, Jose, we're really, really looking forward to your your future projects and yeah. everything that you're working on. And we, you know, I can't wait to see theater productions once we're yes. out of COVID and theater <laughs> right. is like done. And we really do hope that Killer Unicorn no, gets theater is picked bad, up. Not done. Yeah, right. What the fuck? But hopefully, hopefully, Killer Unicorn will get picked up as a sequel series, and we'll be able to enjoy that as well it was so wonderful talking with you oh you too thank you for having me i had a blast yeah no thanks good. we did too i feel like every time i talk to someone who i haven't spoken to before i get real nervous and then i'm like hey there's prosecco involved so i'm just gonna talk <laughs> you know we wanted we wanted to keep this you know succinct and concise because uh i you're very busy and i don't want to monopolize too much of your time because we find that sometimes we get we have so much fun with our we'll guests that we will go on <laughs> And then I'm editing for a whole week. <laughs> Bitch, act right, like totally. cut anything because there are so many I times do. I'm like, can you cut that? And you don't. Well, I cut all of the like. Because you're a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Yes. I don't, I don't like to cut quality content. So thank you so much for <laughs> spending your uh, Sunday afternoon yes. with us, early afternoon. We appreciate it. And the we most, look forward to seeing what comes from you in the future. Of course. But the most important thing that we want is for you to drop your socials yeah. and um, even your Venmo. So that way people can reach out to you, you about giving you. you money for Killer Unicorn, yeah. the miniseries. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you, uh, you, can you can find me everywhere with Jose underscore D Alvarez, A-L-V-A-R-E-Z um and if you have trouble finding that then just look up kill unicorn film on instagram and then like i'm tagged there somewhere <laughs> <laughs>
Wonderful. And seriously, give him money. So, because yeah. I want to see Puppy Pop with the pup mask, like full blown. Right. And you I'm, heard, I'm invested. You heard yeah. what Jose said. If you slide into Jose's DMs and throw him some money, you can get a signed copy of Killer Unicorn, which we are probably going to end there up you go. Yeah, very <laughs> that. And the series is going to be even more gory. Like I have, Ooh. I, I like, I wrote something that like even my creative partner was like, this is so fucked up. Like he was even like, even for you, Jose was like, wow, you are a twisted human. And I was like, thank you. So I think what we're really saying is someone with money needs to hear this <laughs> so that they can make this happen. I don't know if I will ever know any rich people. Maybe I don't think they associate with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think rich people are like running out to like hang out with us. They're like, they're like, who is this little like trash monkey over here? You know what? This is what we're gonna do. I'm going to show pictures of my butthole to everyone until someone pays me for it, or until someone pays you to stop doing it. Yes. the gag correct on that note i would love to end on that note because i love i love when you get ripped a new one <laughs> and it happens i love when you get red i love when I it love makes when, me really happy i love it except you know when it's on facebook because you're open. causing bullshit <laughs> well all right jose we're gonna we're gonna ask for your spirit to go back into the afterlife we're going to sage this bitch down <laughs> and return you to the little dumpster we found you in. <laughs> bye. bye, bye, Carmen. <laughs> and that was our interview with the lovely Jose D. Alvarez. What a delight. What a sweet angel. I love how you have to say Jose D. Alvarez. Well, that's, yeah. How else? Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would work as well. <laughs> You're like Jose D. Alvarez. I'm like I'm trying to be, you know, correct. Come correct or don't come girl, at all. Girl, his name is Jose. It's not D. Alvarez. I, I'm done. All right. <laughs> we need to wrap this bitch up. Do what you gotta do. So obviously, you know, before we go away, we always have to do our spoopy stuff. Yeah, I never I never Oh, bring you, anything you love, to the table no with but this. you love our spoopy stuff yeah of course i do i have i have a fun one especially for you. since we're usually a bottle and a half of prosecco in so oh I'm yeah extra like this is bullshit it's this oh. is all fake well guess what you're gonna just say the same thing about this one so get ready because this is spoopy stuff about to see may disturb you and we're back so so what trash did for you bring spoopy stuff i have a youtube video from the depths YouTube of youtube uh this Christ. is apparently from uh deer park i believe that's in long island long island long island deer park oh, long a, little island. Do- a little long island action i think this is in a school we know some people in long island we do i think this is uh in a school I could be incorrect, but it looks like... Does it kill children? It doesn't. Oh, then I don't care. But uh, this is just... It says, ghost caught on camera? With a question mark. So I'm going to show this to Gulia. Gulia, will you you please view? This is security footage from the school. All right, so I'm seeing a hallway with nothing and nothing. Well, there's... It looks like bathrooms. Uh, Yeah, there's some bathrooms and some lockers. 
Oh, a door just flew open? Question mark. Oh, wow. A door shut. It slammed shut, girl. There was nobody in that Who's hallway. Who's to say that was not a fucking janitor? There was nobody there. Gal. Is there more? Yeah. The video hasn't ended yet. All right, so I'm seeing a row of lockers slamming against the wall with clearly no one standing there. Oh, a grinder notification. (laughs) Which did not come from this video. All right, so a locker just flew open and how rebellious a few papers got thrown on the floor. So it's it's a very rebellious ghost. He's a teenager. I was going to say he's an angsty teen. He's wearing a leather jacket. (laughs) I'd probably want to fuck him. Probably. Yeah. He angrily throws papers around in the hallway at school. I was waiting for that one. So the the cuidado sign like flew across the fucking floor. I saw that bitch sitting there. I was like, that shit better get thrown. Otherwise, this ghost is fired. This is not an angsty ghost if he doesn't kick the wet floor <laughs> sign. All right. And that's so, that. And then there was a, an ad for Fage yogurt. <laughs> Fage yogurt. Fage full of fage <laughs> probiotics um i mean that was a fun video that looked really clear for some security cam footage so like do i think it happened no nah, probably not do i think that someone could have had some fun like after hours with this shit i do think that that could have happened obviously with video editing nowadays the the limits are endless i think it's ghosts Okay, good for you, you, gal. (laughs) Because, I mean, it must be nice to be that blindly naive to all the other things that could happen. Why? It's just ghosts. (laughs) Anyway, maybe Dottie will link the video in our info. I keep forgetting to do it for all the other ones. Yeah, you do, because you're trash. Like, I feel bad because I'm trying to describe this to our listeners, all three of them. There is more than that. I still find that there, hard to believe. There is. But, um, so I keep trying to describe this and you never link it. Nope. And this is why, like, I although I'm not mad about not being involved with a lot of the shit with the podcast, I still... Because nothing would get done. Let's be very so, realistic. Just so we're clear, just on Spotify alone, we have 85 individual followers. They're all our friends. 85. I don't even think I know 85 <laughs> people. That's not true. That's I a definitely lie. know more than that. You know, but, a lot of, you know a lot of folks. I unfortunately know a lot of folks, too. I don't talk to half them anymore. But I we, still think I still think that one person who left us a one-star review is this troll who doesn't like me. So if you're listening... Bitch. Bitch. This is what our numbers are looking like. We're we're in we we right. past... well they don't need to hear all of this because no, no. I don't I'm know just, what those I'm just letting you know mean. this we are it means that we are above a thousand listens. I see the number two. You see the number two <laughs> for Google Podcasts. <laughs> People have Google phones. Google, okay, Google's. so if you have a Google phone, then you should be listening to us on Google Podcasts because we. We we are we're over a thousand listens. So thank you for all of you who have listened for getting us to over a thousand listens. 
if you can continue. That doesn't seem like a lot. It's not, but we it's, have it's multiple a, it's a, episodes. We have six episodes. <laughs> it's not a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, and I feel like our conversations with these people have been quality. I don't know I'm if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm like obsessed with Chris Fox now. Oh yeah, uh, Ghoulie won't stop talking about Chris Fox. It's kind of weird. Uh, maybe a little awkward. Um, no, I think that's you who won't stop talking about him. I just love him. Mm, I don't know about that. New friend. <laughs> so be my friend. Thank you for all of you. Be my friend. I want more. We want more. Y'all so are trash. Tell your friends. Please share this podcast with your friends. And please make sure that you're following us on our Instagram. That's at I spit in your mouth. All one word, all spelled correctly. And once COVID is like kind of out of the way a little bit, I'll spit in everyone's mouth. And I'm you sure can you spit in my too. mouth. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take that too, depending on how, how you're looking. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. And then please make sure that you're following us each respectively on our Instagrams. I am at Dottie Spartans, D-O-T-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. And I am at Gulia Spartans, G-H-O-U-L-I-A-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. And we also want to hear from you. Sometimes. So please email us. No one has emailed us yet and we're feeling a little upset. So if you want to give us feedback on the podcast or if you want to recommend somebody that you know who's particularly spooky that you think that we should yeah, we interview would love that. we would love that you can email us at i spit in your mouth podcast at gmail.com and also don't forget to like our facebook page we have a facebook page it's just i spit in your mouth a nookie spooky podcast and you can google you can google that or you can look it up on facebook and it'll be there and you can and i want all of y'all to know that today i filmed this podcast with dwayne the rock johnson the Dottie showed up in a black turtleneck with some fucking denim jeans. I'm like, bitch, where is your black fanny pack and your gold chain? The dangly earring really does it for me, too. You know what? Dwayne The Rock Johnson was a visionary. He was. And uh, you look like him today. I, listen, I'm good. All right. So first after all, this, I'm going to get a picture and I'm going to post it to our Instagram. If anybody wants to fuck me because I look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, go, that man. works for me, too. There you go. So I'll please, post a photo. Please, 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 <clears throat> please, 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 please share this podcast with your friends. We will see you in two weeks. Maybe. Because well, you've been doing the little mini. Well, I have my mini sode coming out next week, and then we will be back with another full length episode. The Basically, week after that. Dottie's trying to push me out. Um, just kidding. I love her, and I, I gave her permission. I have enough tr- trouble pushing out Dicks. other things. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, uh, we gotta go. Bye, creep it real. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so please remember to stay safe, wear your mask, and. Creep it real. real. <laughs> <laughs>